Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston, and recorded live from the porch of the famous Malibu Kitchen. Now, here's Spike. All right, here we are at the porch in Malibu on a beautiful day. What would you say? It's, uh, it's about 70, 75 today. It's perfect. Sunny. We always leave an extra seat open here at the Spike's Car Radio table for you. So maybe you can soak up a little Malibu fun. Today he, we're here with uh, a hyphenate. You've got so many hyphens after your name. <laughs> Comedian, producer, writer, director, podcaster, last, Eddie Ift. I think I only know you as a comedian, though. I think that just means I'm a failure. <laughs> I this really is taken do. directly from your site. <laughs> I would say that means failure. Really? It means is... I've tried everything. <laughs> it's, haven't found one that's hooked yet. I think, you know, there's a part of me because of, you know, just my bad psychology that I think when you get to podcasting, that pretty much is you're a failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, yeah. This is your last stop. Well, I look at you when they said, uh, Spike wants you to, I was like, why? first of all, why Why am I being a guest on his show? Second of all, why is he podcasting? Why am I podcasting? It, it depressed me a bit. It, it is went, depressing, it went, isn't it? This is a guy with more credits than That's right. than, than Dave Letterman. And, and uh <laughs> And uh, why, why is he in this horrible I'm gonna tell you, swampland of podcasting? This is my fun. Yeah. This is where I come to have breakfast on the weekends, and I just wanted to put microphones on it, but it's not my only job. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> this, thank, is my, this is my this is a hobby. Pl- this is my playtime okay. with cars and funny people. Okay. And, and I really love to interview people. I really like to meet people and record it. I don't like to meet people in real life and talk to them. But Me too. You know what I'm. You yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. by that. And um, the folks at Podcast One in the booking department said Eddie Ift is doing a show called the Bingles Show. They said it was it was going to be a show in a Volkswagen bus, That's but I can see bus. you've pulled it up in something different. What, why don't you tell everybody what it is first and foremost? So that is a 2005 Bluebird. Ford F four fifty short school bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is. Is it? Uh, it's, it's rat not, rotted. It, it's rat rotted. Okay, yeah. on purpose. Yeah, that's on not purpose. a natural. When I bought it, I wanted to keep it the yellow. Right. And uh, <laughs> when I went to get registered, I mean, I've jumped through so many hoops with this thing. It's just been the worst. How do you rat rod an old school bus? Uh, what do you do? You take five volunteers that work for you, mm-hmm. and you make them sand it down completely. Okay. And then, uh, and that's down to the bare metal, and then it starts to rust naturally, or. 
Well, then you get one of your fans who is a set designer <laughs> right. to come in. Uh, thank you, Randy Puga. And you uh, paint it. He's If you go inside, there's like it's all MDF wood inside, and it looks like marble. And uh, what is MDF wood? It's Aside a, it's from a my lighter real initials. It's a lighter Michael kind of wood. I've learned all this stuff myself. Okay. I knew, I know nothing about cars. Right. I know nothing about technology. And I jumped into something that requires an extensive knowledge. Yeah, of both. you've got a modified school bus here, so it's a it's a lovely rust colored thing. Yeah, li- like it looks naturally patinaed. On the very front, above the windshield, there are steer horns. They were, do- they were donated, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, if I'm not mistaken, where the school bus lights used to be, right? Yeah, which I think is illegal. At this point, we we have a train horn. Horn blasters sent us a train horn, and I was going to put them in those (laughs) holes. But I don't know if you've ever seen those videos on YouTube where people drive up with a train horn and just honk it. Yes, no, people have heart attacks. I've been the victim of that on this very porch, actually. Oh, really? I've not seen the video. I was standing talking with Seinfeld right over there by that pole, and a guy drove up in an old Cadillac, and he said, "Hey, Jerry." And we we looked up, and then he blasted that horn, uh-huh. and it scared the shit out of us. Yeah, and, and, I, and he had a camera right in our face, and I've never seen the video. That's I'm hilarious. glad I haven't seen it because it was a an embarrassing reaction that I had. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's it's a natural reaction though because I I watch the videos. People fall on the ground, and so they <laughs> sent it to me, and I thought I'm going to put this in. And a friend of mine's a policeman, and uh, I said, "Hey, could I get in trouble for this?" And he said. I don't know, but I would arrest you for sure. Yeah. Because I would find some reason to arrest you. Disorderly conduct. It's annoying. You might even get shot. So what is the idea behind this contraption? So, so, so the idea was I used to do the podcast. I used to do a podcast called Talking Shit. Right. Uh, which was bad branding because I was never allowed to say sh- shit on the – like. Why can't you say that? iTunes apparently finds that very, very unchristian and very um, – Really? Yeah, it's they're they're religious. Apple. They got really weird about shit. Uh, I put asterisks in. Oh, about the word. Yeah, I put seeing asterisks the word. In. Couldn't do that. Right. They said people know what it is, so yeah. I changed it to Talkins hit. <laughs> By the way, is your sound guy like a, a movie star? <laughs> Who will? Yeah. Yes, Look he's my sound guy. Yeah. A gay husband. That's will. what it looked like. I was like, this is like. This is the no. the best looking he's, dude I've ever seen. Unlike us, he's young and handsome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I am old and dilapidated. You're somewhere in the middle. I can tell. Um, no, I'm 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 there. You're you're there um, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is what a young person looks like. Mm. They're in shape. They eat healthy. They work out. I'm not saying you're gay, but could be. It's distracting. Could be. Yes. I'd be gay because <laughs> of him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and he's here to make sure. Actually, you know, he, he records the show, but he never there's never any censorship. I expected him to be saying things like you you can't swear, and right. you can't do this, and you can't do that. Did you ever find there were bigger things you couldn't do on your podcast? Oh, my God. We people? got banned three times from iTunes. And I For what? kept saying, like, I've seen horrible things on the Internet. I saw, I saw a horse have sex with a guy to death on the Internet, <laughs> on the Internet, and they took my podcast off. You said that. <clears throat> I, I know the video you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my writer's room at one point was watching it and trying to get me to watch it, and I wouldn't watch it. Because uh, I can't... You want to hear something worse? Not... I went to high school with the guy that owns the farm. <laughs> well, no that's joke. cool. No joke. And I told it on Joe Rogan's podcast, and people called me a liar. And I'm like, Google him. 
Right. Google me and see if we went to the same high school. So he's the guy who owned the horse. He owned uh, a horse farm in Washington that they had the big arrest. Right. And uh, <laughs> that's a guy I went to high school with. He was a couple years so older wait, than me. So wait, the big arrest was based on the kid... I don't. I, I. I don't. This is I, one of those horrible videos. It's a horrible right? video. It's a horrible I, video, I, and I, it's a shock video. Yeah. And a horse has sex with the a guy, and apparently the guy died because it ruptured his colon or something. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so they this, made a movie called Zoophile or something, and <laughs> it, all I see we my high school. It's Look so at how far off cars we are right now. Everybody We're emails talking everybody. about horses having sex and killing well, humans. I don't want to say the guy's name because he's an evil genius. Who's and that? I'm, the guy who owns a horse farm. Yes, I don't even say his name because I'm. So but scared you would think of him. he wouldn't have a horse farm anymore once something like that happens on it, he's, because that's not technically what the horse farm is is about, right? It's, 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 it's about riding it was horses. Supposed to be about equestrian, no. right. but apparently it turned into something else. <laughs> Which he, by the way, I saw. I just recently watched a video of him giving a speech at a tech conference, right? Because he a owned, TED talk. He, he, Basically, uh, and he was explaining his love for animals. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's awful. See, he's lost all credibility in the horse world to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk school buses, okay, though. Why, why do you have this thing? What so, are you doing in it? I'm good at tangents. Um, my wife kicked the podcast out of my house. I did it for like five years in my house, and it was a lot of fun, and it got a little crazy. I used to be partners with a comedian named Jim Jeffries. I know Jim Jeffries. Jim and I did the Super show. We were roommates. Guy. And we did the show, and it got a little out of control. <laughs> and, and what does that mean? I mean, we beer boarded people. We uh, <laughs> we had a beer boarding would be waterboarding with beer. We had a hot dog eating competition on Fourth of July. What happens when you beer board someone? Uh, they beer boarded me, Kenny Kenny Hots <laughs> from Kenny versus Penny. Right, Kenny beer boarded me, and that's when my wife left me. She did. She walked out and said, "I'm done." Really? Yeah. So I'm why do you, so you over me while I was strapped down to the board, <laughs> <laughs> left the house, and she never came back. She came back two days later, and I'm looking we, at you. You're not wearing a wedding ring. Yeah, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> uh, in a stripper? No. Um, <laughs> just a joke. I used and to she know. and that was it. She walked out. She came back, and I said, you know, when we talked it over, she's like, it's just gone too far, and I said. You, I said, I, it means a lot to me that you cared, that, you know, you were worried that they might kill me. And she said, I wasn't worried about you. They were using the good towels. <laughs> Who was using them? Um, uh, hold on. We need to hold for these but sirens. people like to hear the sirens in podcasting. I know. That's, we're out in the porch. We're live in the outdoors. So you're going to hear whatever happens. But that's an obnoxious one, right? So, so wait, you're so beer boarding. She walks out. And but what a mess that! See, I'm already thinking that would have made a mess of my house. Yeah, well, we were doing it out on the deck. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's different. But the hot dog <laughs> eating contest is it? Go- does it have anything to do about your ages and the types of things that you're yes. doing and your wife looking at it? What is? She, what is? Wait, she, wait. Or what did she do at the time? Or what does she do? My wife is a stylist. Okay. And she. Owns well, then a, she could be kind of okay line. with that, right? Yeah. Well, we had a hot dog eating competition one time for Fourth of July, like the Nathan's hot dog contest. But I did it a little differently. I made the interns do it on their knees while watching gay porn. <laughs> and my wife cooked the hot dogs and they were in baby pools in my living room. Right. And uh, so there were just other things. She, she, there'd be like porn stars in the house. There was all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And my wife got pregnant and she was like, enough. Enough. 
So I looked at studios all over the place. Didn't know you could just come to the deck at the Malibu Kitchen. Um, <laughs> this but, is taken, by the way. But, but we, the burrito place, Chipotle's open. We you moved, could probably do something over there for them. We moved right up here. Like, I live right up that canyon. <laughs> oh, there. you do? Yeah. And, oh, fantastic. And it was hard to get guests out here. Evidently for you. Yeah. But not for me. Uh, well, you're Look a, at this. You're a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> so I thought I'll make my studio mobile. Mm-hmm. So I did a Kickstarter. We did a 24-hour podcast and raised $65,000 in 24 hours. Come on. No. And uh, put about 85000 into that. Really? And plus, it breaks down once a week. I right. Was yesterday. It's really smart, though, to get a podcast that goes to people because then you get a lot of people saying yes. Yes. That's the biggest issue with booking anything is schedule. Yeah. Especially hardest. a late night show. It's like you have to be here on a Tuesday at 4.30, yeah. and that's it. We don't have the option of moving it. Now that you're in this, this bus, yeah. <laughs> this funny bus, which I like, you can go to anybody anytime. And they stumble in, too. People are like, what is this? I'm like, come on. <laughs> oh, that's the great. Pilot, they shot a pilot of uh, the show, and uh, Dr. Drew was our guest for the pilot. Oh, really? And he was the guest out of, like, because it was kind of like a reality. It was a, it was kind of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, like uh-huh. scripted, uh-huh. lightly scripted. <laughs> but Dr. Drew was... Um, my my co-host had a heart attack on the bus <laughs> so that we could get Dr. Drew on the bus. And then once he got in, we closed the doors. And we're like, welcome to the show. Is it video podcast or is it only audio? So we do uh, live streaming on uh, Facebook Live. And we do an audio podcast and we shoot some stuff for YouTube. And how does the Facebook Live work for you? Um, it, have, have they figured that out yet? I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> this will be the first one yeah, you're doing? Yeah. Wow. And who who's on your first show? Michael Franti. Michael Fronte, who's that? Uh, Michael Fronte and Spearhead. Um, Sound of Sunshine, you know that song? Nope. Yep. Okay. Will knows, he's nodding his head. Yeah. Again, young hip yeah. guy. So, uh, and then hopefully we've got Gavin Newsom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, he's a guy who turns up everywhere. He's, I, my wife told me he's going to be in my backyard in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're doing That's a, what a I was party? Busy. She, what she's really saying, like your wife, is you best be on your best behavior. Yes. Get the yard ready first and foremost. Yes. Get the trees trimmed and the plants and everything in order. But then... Are you doing a little fundraiser? I don't know what it is. I stay out of all of it. He's but running I'm, for governor. He is? All right. So that's a good guy to know. We, he we, is a good guy, too. I have a message from the uh, the previous governor, Jerry Brown, or the current governor, that we're going to do a little on. Uh, they've hired us to uh, talk about their new PSA about slow drivers in the left lane. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. that's coming up. But, boy, so he, so Gavin Newsom's coming in your bus. Well, that's the— How, do you, how did you book him? Uh, so I do a radio show in San Francisco called The, Mor- uh, the Alice Morning oh, there Show. You go. Okay. And he's on their lot, and— I went to a bar one night, <laughs> and I met him, and, I, and my friend said to me, uh, he, the guy said to me, Gavin said, hey, I heard you on the radio, you're really funny, and I went, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, and uh, I go, who's that? And my friend goes, that's the lieutenant governor. Yeah. And I go, uh-huh. what's he doing in a bar with us? He's he's that guy. Yeah. He's got some of the most, uh, he's got those political, personable skill sets. Yes. You know, yes. he's that guy. I've only seen it once before. Bill Clinton was a guy like that who, you, if you met him, you felt like you knew him for a long time. Right. But it was a trick. It was sleight of hand. Yeah. And um, I was I did Bill Maher's show. Uh-huh. And then I went to the after party, and Bill Maher introduced me to Gavin Newsom. And he did it to me. Yep. He put his hand on my shoulder, mm-hmm. and he said, how was the struggle last week? And wow. I went in my head instantly trying to do all the mental gymnastics. Do I know this guy? Does he know what I was going through last week? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know anything. 
But that was his little activation. I've since learned that's an old that's an FBI trick as well. Ooh. The that's FBI crazy. will do that when they sit down with you. They'll do that same thing. They'll try to befriend you in such uh-huh. a way. And they, they sometimes use that same uh, question. How, how's the struggle? I, that's you know, weird. I haven't heard that point of view before about robbing banks. Why don't you explain it to me? They come at you from a very friendly, psych Interesting you say that. I, I do another podcast with a, a strength and conditioning one, because look at me, uh, <laughs> with a guy who is a, um, a SWAT team guy uh-huh. from Santa Monica, and he looks like... Robocop, and he manipulates me in ways yes. as a police officer, uh-huh. and he makes me make decisions I don't want to make <laughs> and do things I don't want to do. Like what? Uh, it, he just uses it. He's got a very intimidating nature of talking to you and questioning you, and whenever he asks questions, you feel like you've been pulled over. Right. And you don't want to answer them, but you're giving him all the information. <laughs> Like, he, it's funny. He became my podcast co-host without me even asking him. He just moved in. He just did. And he just took the show and he'd be like, how many downloads are you getting? And I'm like, I, <laughs> I, 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 how much money are you making? And I'm like, I, I, is this your business? Uh, well, I'll, let me get my bank statements out and show you. <laughs> That's like our co-host, uh, Zuckerman, who's oh, a lawyer. iPhone. <laughs> yeah, so that's Bill just walked up to the table and took our guest's <laughs> iPhone. That's what he's up to. He's still not right from his driving experience uh, at the Porsche Experience Center. We took so you- we took Bill racing for okay. his birthday, and uh, it scrambled his stomach and his brain, obviously. So okay. now he's want to just walk out in the middle of a so recording. So you are a big car guy, obviously. You're doing a car Kind podcast. of. I don't know. Not big. What about you? I mean, uh, have you always liked cars? Do you not like cars? No, I, I like cars a lot, and I've done some fun stuff with cars. I uh, What do you currently drive because you're not driving this thing? I, I have, well, I have a couple cars at my house. I've got an Audi Q5, uh-huh. and I've got a Toyota 4Runner. I like old Toyotas. So you got trucks. Yeah, I love you, trucks. You're just <laughs> I'm not really a car guy. I'm a truck guy. <laughs> right. Why do you like and trucks? And I've got a bus. Cars? I noticed. I surf a lot, and oh. I need to throw, st- throw boards in the back of the trucks all wow. the time. And go surfing. So, is it dangerous to surf out here? Because I keep reading about sharks, sharks and sewage. It's a sewage is bad. I'd I'd be way more scared of the sewage. Right. I've been in the water where there are sharks, and I just keep surfing. <laughs> what? So you look down at this point with the bus. I hope one of them gets me. <laughs> right. So when you take the Bingle Show out on the road, yeah, where we leave tonight at midnight. We're doing a twenty. 20-day tour. And where are you going to go? We're going tonight. Uh, tomorrow we're in San Jose. Uh-huh. Then Eugene, Oregon, which is a nine-hour drive wow. from San Jose, is our next trip. So you're taking this across the country. Yeah, pretty much we end up in Chicago and then come back. So all summer long you're going to be in the bingo bus. And yeah. are people allowed to come see yeah. the show? So what How we do is work? I do a live stand-up show, uh, and I bring a couple guys to open for me. Uh-huh. And then afterwards we go out to the bus and... Those are all, you can't see right now, but the Marine speakers in the back right. are, they play outside and there's TV cameras or TV screens so you can see what's going on in the bus. Oh, wow. And there's cameras set up all over um, in the bus. And uh, so people sit around in chairs and there's a tailgate <laughs> party. There's also a keg on the bus. That's fun. Um, and so we we drink and have the, do the show and, you know, have uh different guests on and pull up outside the comedy club or the venue where we are 
and people, so so fans can go to your website. Yeah, eddiefs.com. Eddie and they can find the schedule, and they yeah. can show up. They can see you do stand-up, and then they can come to the bang bus. Yeah, the bang bus. For, <laughs> for <Yeah>. the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> is the podcast just you guys? Trust me, that is plan B. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that. I am, And it's no. even super creepy that it's going on in no, the school no, no, bus. No. Not, not, not to make a bang bus, but I'm going to call those guys and go... <laughs> Do you want to buy my bus? <laughs> because I can't think of anybody else. Are there beds in it? There is. Uh, I'll show you it. Uh, but there's a. Uh, there's well, a tell booth us what, what you did to it. So, did, so school bus had a bunch of bench seats. Did you pull everything out? We or? took everything out. Okay. And then put a wood platform floor on it. Okay. And uh, build up from there. So the back is a booth, right? Like a, a U-shaped booth. Had it upholstered. Um, and then behind that is a TV screen where, uh, and then there's a desk up front, where our sound and audio guy, our sound and video guy sits, mm-hmm. and he works a TriCaster, and does camera one, camera two, camera wow. three. Uh, then we have a roaming camera, and we do, uh, we can cut to, whatever. Like we can, we have a mobile hotspot, so we can we can upload clips. Well, wow, there's uh, a lot the of internet. death on the PCH today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is, this, this is the second one. Yeah. <clears throat> this is what it's like out here. You live out here, yeah. right? So you do, you, do you live here? No. Here they come. Listen. But you know the most common cause of an accident on the PCH, right? People crossing? That's one. Yeah. There are two of them. What's the other one? The, the tourist U-turn, which I'm sure is where these sirens are going to right now. Yeah. Annoying. The tourist who sees the parking spot on the other side of the road. Failing to realize this is a very fast two-lane right. highway and does the U-turn and a car broadsides them. This and road's deadly. My my wife and child drive on it every day, and it really bothers me. Yeah. Me no, it does, too. It's a dangerous road. My kids did a week of camp out here, and I you know, was saying to Erica, I was like, who's driving them? Yeah. You know, I'll take them. I'll pick them up because it's it's nasty out here it's this year. It's a terrible year. road. I think yeah. um, I got a ticket once on it, and I talked to the policeman afterwards, and he was really cool, and he said, you just have to realize how often, you know, people are are uh, dying on this road. And I was like, oh, yeah, makes a good point. And I live up in the canyon where people race all the time. And I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> really? And I People in cars like this blue car right here that ooh, says that, GT3 on it up no in wonder, the canyons? No wonder you and Seinfeld are such good <laughs> friends. I, I was doing a show at the Comedy Cellar one night in New York, and he was on the show. And I walk up and there's a Porsche. I don't. I don't. I like Porsches. I like the old ones a lot. Mm-hmm. And I. Me too. I, I walk up outside, and Jerry's getting out of the Porsche, parking in an illegal spot, taking the ticket, and uh, I see the license plate said whatever the engine number was, right, and or then, the model number, most or the model likely, number. right, and then one, and I oh. said or one ST. And I said, oh, really? And I said, so this is recently? No, this was a while ago. This is it said years one ago. ST. It, whatever the number was, I think it was the model. Okay, number. was it a blue car? I forget. Seventy-two and by any chance? No, no, no. Old nine eleven. No, I know it wasn't an old. And oh I said God. to him, I I said, Jerry, what's up with the? Because uh, that's how we talk to each other, Jerry. Of course. I, just, I think I said, Mister Seinfeld. He likes Porsche questions. I said, what's with the license plate? And he said, oh, this is the first one, and Porsche gave it to me. Oh, what car could that be? All right, I'm going to think about what car that can be, and we'll be right back with Eddie Ift. 
Well, it's time to talk about TrueCar. In order to feel comfortable that you're getting a fair price, because you do want to feel comfortable, you need pricing context, information that empowers you to feel competent. With TrueCar, you'll see what other people in your local market pay. That means people in your neighborhood, what they paid for a car. From there, you can connect with a local TrueCar certified dealer and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. You know what they're saying? They're saying no weasel car salesman. That's what they're saying. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want. TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the car that you want. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. And who doesn't want to feel confident? Once you register, you'll see real pricing on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by TrueCar certified dealers for an actual vehicle on their lot. It's pricing you'll see before going to the dealership, so you can feel confident when you show up again. You've got to feel confident, or you like to feel confident, because you're going to drive that car, and you're going to think about this experience, and you want to feel good. You want to feel confident. With TrueCar, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing, so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. That's TrueCar. I suggest you use it. It's a good service. Hey, everybody, it's Shaq. Have you had a chance to check out the number one podcast on Podcast One? That's right, the big podcast with Shaq. Me and my co-hosts, John Kincaid and Rob Jenners, we have a blast. With way more than just sports, we have the biggest guests from entertainment to the NBA. I promise you've never, ever heard a show like this. The big podcast with Shaq with a new episode every Monday at PodcastOne.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back with Eddie. What were we trying to figure out when we left? There was something we were trying to figure out. Oh, what car of Jerry's was the Porsche? The very first one Porsche made. The Porsche made of a line of Porsches. You don't remember the color, do you? No. I was you don't just, remember the year. If you could tell me what year it is, no, I could probably I was figure just this too, out. So when just I, give me a, an area, the mid-90s or... I can't even remember. The 2000s? I don't remember yesterday. You don't remember yesterday. I, I did being, <laughs> be, be, getting dug with high yesterday. But he does, you know, you're, you're right about one thing. He likes the, either the first or the last. He's one of, He used to be a numbers guy. I'm guessing this is probably in the 90s, if that's possible. Well, this my, is... my favorite Porsche, I love that Californication Porsche. I think it's a 92. Oh, I haven't seen that car. Yeah, the one the that, 964? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the black one, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I like those. I, it's funny. I... I know that car. I don't know. I've never seen the show, but really? I know the car you're I talking like about. Car. Yeah. Um, I've, I always liked I liked these. I, I only like the 911 body style i don't like any of the others right yeah that's any a that's others. a 2015 gt3 that i call affectionately bruiser because it's black and blue although my I, my wife wants the cayenne <laughs> she does yeah and uh i like i said i'm a big truck Why? like i like i like old toyotas like but you, you have wait you got three trucks what is she driving every day she's she's driving one of the trucks See, this is a little bit of car matchmaker we're talking about. Here's a guy with a renovated school bus and two SUVs, and now he's saying he wants another SUV, right? Even Will, you could handle this one on car matchmaker. <laughs> he's like, this is what every family needs. Are you ready? Yes. One SUV and one car. You you're want con- one you're of right. each. One of each, and then you switch off. You have an interesting element to yours because you're... You're a surfer, so you yeah. also need something right. when you don't have that SUV that you can put and surfboards on. I let the dogs. On. I get two dogs, and I let them in the trucks. And how big are your dogs? Uh, one's a cattle dog, and one's a the cattle dog, a Frenchie, a Frenchie pit bull. Wow. Yeah. So big, smelly dogs. One's yeah. tiny. One's yeah. this big. 
I don't know. Have you ever thought about Volvo station wagons? I used to drive them. Yeah. So my friends owned a Volvo dealership. Oh, yeah? A bunch of them in the East Coast And when I lived in New York. And I used to drive for them. Mm -hmm. When I was first starting to do stand-up, I would go pick up a Volvo, drive it from one dealership to the other. And they actually owned a dealership with Paul Newman in... Connecticut, one right, of their I like where this is Connecticut's going. own. Yes, and, and this is by the way, you know, he built a crazy for Dave Letterman. I used to drive his car. Yeah, I used to steal it and take it out all the time. But there are there are three or four of them. Okay, so Newman's, no, wait, Newman's car was first. That's right, and it was. I, I, I and these are Volkswagen station, station wagons, wagons, the ultimate they, estate race car. But they pull the engine out, right? And they would put in a Chevy engine, right? The they crate engine. Low-profile tires. That's right. Uh, and there was a guy involved, too. It wasn't just Paul Newman. It was Michael Brocker, Peter Brock. Yeah, he had a Do partner. You, yeah, it, it was like, I think it was his partner because, in his race car company. Because I talked to this guy. Right. So he got one, and then Letterman got Letterman one, right? Letterman liked it, so he built Letterman the same exact that's car. That's right. And they had tinted windows, like the whole I way was, around. That's right. I was around for this. And it was, is this when you were writing for This me? is when I was on Letterman. Yeah, it was some of the time around in the day was like, I've got the ultimate station wagon spike. So I, I, <laughs> no I, one's going to know what it can do. They're going to pull up to a stoplight, and then I'm going to be able to blast anyone with this thing. And it was. It was so fast. But it was such a ridiculous old man idea at the time. I was like, why are you wasting your money? That's what I said. Except. Here was their theory. Go ahead. Police officer sees a red Porsche driving down the street, right, going fast. They're thinking, "I'm going to pull this asshole over and give him the biggest ticket I can." Yeah, give but him. when they roll the window down, they're going to see Paul Newman or David Letterman. There's not, no ticket, but they're not going to because they think it's a soccer mom that has a kid that needs to get to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's a soccer mom doing 180 <laughs> miles an hour with smoking tires. I think it did do about 100. I know it's insane. So okay, so I left Letterman, and very quickly became obsessed with that car i think i did three years on seinfeld it was three or four years later that i went you know what i need i want one of those volvo yeah. station yeah. wagons okay and somebody in dave's office put me in touch with his brock guy and i got him on the phone wow and he said i will do this for yeah. you yeah it's an amazing car and stupidly i said i think it was right around the time that suddenly the carrera gt was announced in paris and then I got redirected towards that. And I never had the car made. And I regret this because it's such a, you know, Jerry featured it with Dave on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Oh, he did? Yeah. And apparently it's really drives, doesn't drive very well. It's really overpowered engine. Well, it's overpowered. The, the I think it has a heavy and, suspension on right, it, too, right. to keep it, like, low to the, and they're great cars without any of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I like trucks. But, I, but don't you know what's interesting about it? It's kind of ahead of the curve of where car building went, which is now every brand has a fast version of their car. Yes. Right? Every single one. Yeah. Even Lexus. It's like, no, here are the fast Lexuses or yeah. Lexi, whatever we say. But, uh, boy, ahead of its time. So you're, you're working – how did, you're working for Volvo so and you're just fr delivering cars? Friends or? of mine own three or four Volvo dealerships. One right. of them was still owned with. Yeah, they own three now. All right. The, the one that they owned with Newman, I don't think. I think they sold it. Yeah, he's but, not um, with us anymore. What's that? Yeah. He's not with yeah. us anymore. Yeah. So, uh, but by the way, little side note: his watch is going up for auction. Do you know the Paul Newman uh, Daytona? Do you know how anything much, about? No. How much is that going to be? I'm this. This is the watch. He, he claims to have only worn one watch his entire life, and it was this Newman Dial Daytona, right? 70s. I think there might be two or three of them, so I think he might have been fudging it. But that watch is probably the most desirable vintage Rolex out there. Really? It's got to be. 
I would guess, and this is just me, stupid Spike, guessing. Go ahead, you guess what you think that's going to sell for. I, I think it goes up for sale in in the fall. I've, I've got everything wrong, but if you guys Google it, you'll see this watch. This is the if you have money, and I mean billionaire money, this is the this is the watch you want. Let me guess, one point five, one point two million dollars. I think you're low on this one. Really? Yes, I think this is the ultimate racing Providence watch with a celebrity attachment that we care about, right? So it's more this than isn't Alfred point, E. Newman's Rolex. More than one point two. This isn't Alan Hale, the Skipper's Rolex. <laughs> this is Paul Newman's. I bet you this watch sells between four and five million for so, for a rinky dink six hundred seven hundred dollar watch back in the day. <laughs> so I was sitting next to a guy one night. This is a crazy weird story. Who uh, was a watch dealer, right? Watch broker, and uh, I happened to. Uh, friend of a friend is really close with John Mayer, and John Mayer does yeah, stand-up Yeah, he's comedy. another watch guy. So we're out. Mayer's still doing stand-up? He does it every once in a while, yeah. So we were out all for dinner, and John Mayer was with us, and John Mayer brought his buddy who's a watch dealer. What and, was the guy's name? Uh, Robert Marin, by yes, any chance? Yes, Oh, this guy. So you know the story? He's also, I don't know the story. He's also Charlie Sheen. He's also Charlie Sheen's head of production. <laughs> but yes, continue. I know the gentleman. Well... I remember him showing me a watch, and I said, so I'm, and at the time, I think I was wearing, like, a Timex Iron Man watch. <laughs> right. I'm not a watch guy. I don't like jewelry watches uh-huh. or anything. And I said, um, uh, how much is that watch? And he goes, oh, this is just a piece of shit. This is 150000 <clears throat> Right. And I went, oh, that's, wow, wow, you know. like. And then I just <laughs> recently read that John Mayer is suing him. Because yes. all his watches were like frauds. <laughs> <laughs> he was like he was like the guy that sold wine to the Koch brothers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we sell him thirty dollars bottles well, of wine for for hundreds of thousands of dollars. It is true. I don't know the specifics of the case, but I do know. Yeah, he was acquiring a lot of stuff, and then it kind of went sideways. Yeah. And uh, I know Robert Marin has a reputation for having a lot of very rare, beautiful things, yeah. and. You know, this is one of the issues with the Rolex market is you don't know. It used to be the, uh, the factory could verify this stuff. You'd bring it in to have it serviced, and if they serviced it and gave it back to you, it would be con- considered legitimate. Right. If it was a, a, a fraud or a counterfeit parts, they would hand it back to you and go, we can't work on this, and then you know it's not really a legitimate watch. Right. The ultimate watch is box and papers. That means it comes with the original receipt and a warranty card and box, mm-hmm. and that way you kind of know where the watch has been. Right, right, right. right. Now, Marin has, <laughs> you know, he's, you go, it's funny. It reminds me of the car market. It's like there are guys, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably pretty normal in the watch and car business to be screwed every yeah, once in a yeah. while or you get a bad car a bad watch and you a sell bus, it and a bad, a bad no the bus is cool but you know what i mean just had to it's, rebuild the whole engine a week after i got it it's misrepresented <laughs> um but apparently there was more than more more uh more of that than than people would want and so he's still you know he's still i see his stuff on ebay you can look it up right oh, now he's still can. got beautiful watches up there <laughs> he goes we entertain all offers that's he's, yeah. he puts that in all caps like you're gonna want to buy one after and i gotta tell you i still want to buy his stuff it doesn't matter <laughs> it's like I, I know all the story but look at the beautiful pictures of that watch you know i was just talking to my so car you for- a rolex guy also I like well. I like vintage Hoyer. Okay. I've always collected, and that's you know before Tag Hoyer there was oh, I didn't there even was, know Hoyer, it was Hoyer, and they were just racing watches. They never used to be expensive watches. They're getting a little expensive now. But that's I, what I have. But I don't I don't wear a watch at all. You don't need to. Yeah, it's an old guy thing at this point. Yeah. We have our phones. Have phone. We generally know what time it is. But 
I, I like looking at them. It gives me pleasure, so I don't care what you think. Yeah. That's how I like them. And then, you know, Rolexes, again, they're getting too expensive. I surf with and, a watch that has a GPS on it that'll tell me how fast I was on right. the wave, where I went on the wave. Do you like, like Nixon you know, watches? Do you use those? Nixon are okay, but Rip Curl makes the best watch for, uh, it'll give you, like, literally show you on a GPS where you surfed. Where you started, where you went, how many waves you caught that day, and why is you that know, important information? Uh, it's a, it's it's stuff like it, you know you could just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just you have no it's idea. It's like golf. If you're like, hey, you know, I was hitting the ball this far, or I was uh-huh. going this fast, or I, um, you know, I mostly caught rights today instead of lefts. And, mm-hmm. It's kind of to, to look back and gauge how your surfing's going. So wait, can I talk you into a Volvo today? I love Volvos. <laughs> I love Volvos. What are they? They have this special Volvo that's uh, kind of the racing version Volvo, and I'm, I'm forgetting what they call it. But there's a nice appearance package and engine package on their station wagon. See, I, I'm only thinking cross country. I like the cross country. Yeah, and I don't like the SUV. I used to be. I used to growing up. I was a skier. And raced and did all like competitive. So I was always at different ski resorts, and everybody liked SUVs. And I was like, you gotta stand up, put your skis, like climb up on, open a door, station wagon. It's right there, eye level. Boom, boom, open everything in, drive fast, four wheel drive. So I owned at one time. I owned two Volvo station wagons. Uh huh. I kept one here. And I kept one on the East Coast. Wow. And the one on the East Coast I bought for $500. <laughs> right. And I left it in the parking lot of their Volvo dealership in New <clears> Jersey. <throat> and I bought it for, it had, it had 400,000 miles on it. Wow. And I would pick it up and when still I would work, land huh? and drive all around all the colleges that I would do, all the shows. Oh, that's great. And then I would just leave it in their parking lot. And my friend called me one day that owned the dealership. And said, your car's on fire. (laughs) And I go, how? I haven't driven it in like weeks. He goes, I don't know. Get it out of here. And I go, can't do that. And he goes, well, I'm having it towed away. You owe me money. And I go, I don't owe you. (laughs) You you lit my car on fire. (laughs) You think he did it on purpose? No, I think someone moved it and it just the engine just finally went. I'm done. You know, there's an interesting a bunch of cars uh, on these beaches with surfers. There's a guy, and I haven't seen him for a little bit, but I saw a guy in an old Ferrari 330 GTS, I think it is, or a 330 convertible, silver Ferrari. Wow. With his surfboard thrown into the backseat. I hate when people do that. Which is over, it's like a million dollar car. I hate when guys do that. Why? It's just, it's, I find I it I thought irritating. he was the coolest guy I'd ever seen, that he'd take this old <laughs> Ferrari and just jammed his surfboard in it. I just feel like it's disrespectful to the car. And... <laughs> Well, what are you your dogs care. are disrespectful to the car? That's why I have old trucks, and I get. Um, I want more than anything. I want a Defender. Okay. And I want to get. So what year? Ninety seven Defender. I like want to get one that's one over twenty five years and go. Okay. I, mean, I want to get one out of Australia, right? Because uh, I get it much cheaper over there. And do they drive on the other side of the road there? Yeah. And do so they have right hand drive yeah, vehicles? Yeah. So do the package, but people are like, "Don't move it. You don't have to." What do you mean? You don't have to move the driver's side over in oh. america yeah you don't want to do that no and uh, but you know what happens i've driven right-hand drive cars and i agree i i think it's a really fun thing to do when you're around here but every once in a while i find i'm hanging my passenger over the yellow line oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm dropping <laughs> dropping them right into the other side of I traffic do that in australia <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> right Everybody's you know what like, i mean i don't know if i want to drive with you anyway it is off-putting so you could get a right-hand drive defender 
but it's got to be 25 years old. Ship it over, probably like three grand to ship it. Right. And then, why are you in Australia so much? I just I um I don't I don't know. You I just did, do stand up there. Well, there uh-huh. and uh, do they have nice cars there? Not really. They're not really because they have a giant middle class. Right. There aren't a lot of car people, and they don't. They have this thing called tall poppy syndrome, where if you act like you're special, mm-hmm. they try to cut you down. <laughs> right. So, that sounds like New England. So, <laughs> so yeah, I grew up in Pittsburgh. Same thing. Um, <laughs> funny little tangent. I was my sister had uh, years ago had a BMW convertible, the tiny little one, and uh, Pittsburgh's a very blue collar city, and uh, I was home for a wedding. And I, my buddy and I go, come on, I got to borrow my sister's car to go to this wedding. We are in like uh, an area called Bloomfield, really not a rough part of town, but just, you know, working class part of town. Pull up at a red light next to a truck and a guy just looks out the window at us and goes, faggots. <laughs> right. Just, just and then just drove away. <laughs> oh, like, my God. We laughed for like 10 minutes. Do they know you can't say that anymore? The number of times that's happened to me in my life. Yeah. It, easily 30 to 40 times. Really? And different times, different vehicles throughout my entire People life. don't like you. Bicycles, nice car. skateboards, cars. I don't get fact. I get. Um, I don't get it much anymore because it's weird. It feels like. People, know, even the guys, the bullies, know they can't use that word, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, so they don't, they don't say it, but it, constantly, just because I'm a smaller, thin guy. Yeah, yeah I get the pain. Um, right. <laughs> twice, twice in one day, I was called. Um, can I say anything on here? You don't. Yeah, good. I was called fuckface twice in one day. Why? Once on a bicycle, a guy on a bicycle. Or, I was driving down the street, and I knew it was in New York, and I knew I was going the wrong way on a one-way. Right. It was just for a block. I was like, no one's going to see me. I'm going I'm, I'm to – and I was creeping down the road, and this guy felt the need to let me know on his bicycle. He just went, you're going the wrong way, fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's I forget nice. what the other thing, but I remembered like – that's twice. No, I know. People call me that. Maybe I have that look. <laughs> Well, it's really interesting. You bring up a really interesting point. Like, you know, I drive a lot of different cars, and I get very, very different reactions depending on the car I'm driving. I remember when I when I was uh, I bought this old 911 T from 1973. It came with the original Tennessee plates, and I drove with those for about a week. And all week long, people would pull right up next to me and go, "Move back to Tennessee." <laughs> fuck out of LA we don't want you here you know if there was any sort of perceived I'm driving too slowly or driving too fast and you know I was just talking to my co-host about uh, the Range Rover Sport which I have a Range Rover Sport that I drive around and that effect I am an asshole instantly I'm an asshole so I was behind someone in traffic yesterday and I'm just listening to Howard Stern Right. right I'm twiddling my thumbs behind some guy but to him, I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm too close. Maybe I'm too high. <laughs> but somehow I've pissed him off without knowing. And as I move around him into the left turn lane, he looks over, rolls the window down, and he goes, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and I laughed. And I said, what? He goes, you're an asshole. And I go, I am? Why? What did I do? And he goes, driving that close to me. Dri- you're right on me. I'm tired of it. 
But now that I've been playing it back in my head, he was slowing down. Like he had ju- prejudged me and wanted that confrontation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think and, that he, exists, and I gave it to him. I think that exists with nice cars. I told my sister the story about in Pittsburgh, you know, when the guys called us that. And she said, oh, you should see how often people don't let me pull out or yield. Right, or exactly. They just judge the car. And he doesn't like, deserve it. Screw you. You're no. not getting in. There's only one group of car people that I really dislike, and that's PT Cruisers. Very nice. <laughs> no, very, very nice, expensive. I mean, a really expensive car with handicap plates. That really, that really pisses me off. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, that's your thing. <laughs> I'm just your like, thing. if you're okay. handicapped <laughs> and you're rich... You're cool, right? You don't need to play. You cannot. You cannot drive like that. But frequently, I'll see that whole combination. I suspect it's the tag more than the plates. I suspect in LA, there's a lot of fake handicapped people driving around. Oh, I would agree. Right? I would agree. And that that irritates the number me too. of the number of Bentleys I've seen pull into that spot, the handicapped spot, and then the guy darts out and grabs his stuff and darts back in. But he's got the tag. Do you like the Bentley? No. My father-in-law has a Bentley. And I... Well, that's a good, that's good for you. first week he got it, he said to me, here, drive it. And I went, no. And right. he goes, drive it. I go, I don't want to. I don't want to drive and it. And he said, yeah. why not? I said, I, I, I don't want to wreck it. And he said, you're not going to wreck it. And he goes, just drive And I go, I won't enjoy driving it. Oh, you were too afraid to drive it for breaking it. That's a common But it was thing, also, though. I didn't, like, I didn't, it wasn't a fun car to me. No. It was very bulky. It's Bodie. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, I'm not going to enjoy driving this car. Like, I have a friend with a Ferrari, and I was like, he's like, I went to visit him for a week in Dallas, and he goes, here, I'll drive the Escalade. You take the Ferrari. And I was like, I'm going to crush your Ferrari. Like, I'm going to ruin it. Yeah, have a good time in it. He goes, good, do it. He's like, really, like, have fun with it. And I was like, I am. I am. And he goes, it's yours for the week. That was fun. Bentley, not fun. Yeah, it's a common thing. People don't like to borrow somebody else's car and drive them, but I've only had it go wrong once, and that was in, unfortunately, a 73 911 RS Tangerine. Beautiful car. How much would that? What's that? How much would that car cost? Now they're about 750 to a mil. Back then, probably in the 200, 250 range, but I wanted my friend to drive it very badly, and we were... Coming from Santa Monica Airport, we pulled in right at Sunset and uh, PCH into that supermarket right there to uh, to get gas. And a uh, an insane hoarder, a woman in a car loaded with newspapers and everything else, just smashed oh. right into the rear quarter oh. of that car. That's Zuckerman's car, by the way, right now. So, so everybody you, record that damage in have, that car. A- but she got out of the car and she goes, what's your problem? It's just a dent. <laughs> a dent in a very rare. They only made 1,278 or some odd cars. So when you want to replace that, when you want to replace that rear quarter panel, how does that go about? Do you have to find First of all, you have to stifle down the urge to strangle this lady yeah. right in a supermarket parking lot and make her pay right. for her wanton destruction on yeah. this rare, beautiful item and then <laughs> yell at me. For what she did. <laughs> to, but my friend was mortified. The reality is, any of these cars, that a, that's a restored car. You can fix pretty much anything. I've seen crumpled race cars, you yeah. know, and uh, one summer they, they're up in Monterey. They get crumpled on the racetrack. It's a $10 million car, oh and it's, now it's a pile of crumpled uh, tinfoil in a guy's shop. And then he goes, you know, $400,000, it'll be back to noon. It'll still be worth $10 million. 
So it, there's really nothing you can do short of maybe burning the car and getting rid of the VIN number and VIN plate that that's really what, takes that, a car out of action. That's what I'm going to do to the bus. <laughs> We're going to so drive this what, off a cliff. Uh, you know, let, we have to go in a minute, but tell me, the, the bus, you're doing a lot of driving. How many miles are on the bus? Uh, 75,000. 75,000? Yeah. And, uh, when, it, when it breaks down, because you know it's going to. It broke down yesterday. Because and how did you fix I live it? in a canyon, and there's lots of rats. Right. And rats like to sleep in warm places. They so do. They like to sleep in an engine. That's true. And they like to chew on wires. Mm-hmm. So there's a turbo. And people don't know that. Here in California, and especially L.A., we have lots of rats. Tons. Everywhere. Tons. Right. And they chew through the turbo wires, sending <laughs> the signal to tell the turbo when to throttle, when to not. And uh, right. So luckily, they replaced that yesterday. Okay. But there's so also, who did that? Uh, I go to this guy Vince Barnes Automotive because it's a diesel. Oh, okay. So he's a diesel mechanic, and he, I had to rebuild the entire engine because I forget what happened the the first time. But <laughs> they, how they, many they bulletproof? So it. so so. The people who crowdfunded this, yeah. what do they get out of this? That's $65,000 is a lot of money to give to you. Yeah, they get my show every week. They get your show. Yeah. And uh, and if, if there are ongoing repairs or the engine, I'm God paying forbid, that out of my pocket. You wouldn't crowdfund for that? I should because I'm my wife. Today we had a talk. She goes, I thought you had a $25,000 sponsorship for this tour. And oh. I go, yeah, that didn't come through. <laughs> that didn't come through. That was from a weed dispensary. And uh, you know those guys. They're kind of flaky. Right. So, so, uh, so you're open to sponsorship. Well, maybe we can help yeah, you get yeah, some sponsorship. Yeah. Optima was supposed to give me a sponsorship because we need a ton of batteries. To Why run wouldn't power. you update your crowdfunding and going, hey, here's where we're at? Because I still here's haven't what we given need them to- all their T-shirts and posters and everything. That was when I did this, I would go, hey, send us fifty dollars and you'll get a T-shirt and a poster and blah, blah, blah. And so they would send from Germany. They would send us money or Australia or wherever. And so we'd get the T-shirt ordered, the poster made. And then we'd be like, OK, that cost. Cost ten dollars to make the T-shirt, five dollars to make the post. <laughs> oh, now the shipping costs fifteen dollars. Oh, we just we just netted, uh, we just netted two dollars. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey guys, wait till we sell the pilot. Once we right. sell the pilot, <laughs> then we'll get you all your stuff. Then the pilot didn't get picked up. Oh um, boy, where was the pilot sold? Uh, the pilot wasn't sold. It was done by a production company, Leaps and Bounds. And then um, you might know uh, Scott Tomlinson. I don't know him. Uh, he w- very funny guy. He was our showrunner. He was uh-huh. from uh, Tosh.0. Oh. Okay. And um, we, I thought it was a funny pilot, but our show was so raw. Oh, and TV. TV. This yeah. brings us right back to podcasting. <laughs> no executives, <laughs> no studio, no network, no demo, none of that crap, right? Yeah. Do you see? Yeah, we we just sit and we talk in a microphone. So that's we have what a I've nice gone back to. Conversation. Yep. We're not making any money. Nope. But the folks at home get to listen to us and enjoy us unfiltered. Yep. Right. Yep. That's why I'm doing. Because even on Car Matchmaker, I'm filtered. So got to make you likable, Spike. Let me. And I don't want right to be likable. Where are you writing? Right I want to be hateful. Are you producing or writing anything right now? A lot. Yes, I have a production company, and we 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 do a lot of scripted, unscripted okay. stuff. Yeah. And. Um, Boy, yesterday we had a nice project go sideways, and it's made my eyes hurt. Yeah. But I love it. I love television. I love entertainment, and I love podcasting. And I'm new to it. And did you love that Porsche that just went by? I did. You what saw my that? eyes travel. That was a big bumper, uh, mid late 70s, 9-11, I would say. Probably 78. 
Have you had Rogan on your show? No. He's he a, said he was too guy. busy to do my show, but that's fine. He he won't be too busy too soon. But that car, did you like that car? Yes. It was white with black interior. It had these beautiful yellow fog lights, and it had a nice side emblem on it. That's a nice car. That's yeah, a nice I, little car. I like those. And what year did you say that was? Probably uh, it's somewhere after 1974. Oh, wow. Those They call them the big bumper cars. But it's cool, and they're a little more, uh, they're, they're less expensive. They had a, a couple of issues. One was sometimes the engine needed to be rebuilt after 60,000 miles. <laughs> sometimes. See, Other that, times, so, I think the heater boxes didn't do something right, and they would blow off. Is that water-cooled? No, that's air-cooled. That's air-cooled. They, what they, year did they start water-cooling? They started water-cooled with the 996s. So the last of the air-cooled cars are, let's see, 90, 98. Oh, really? The 98C2S. What yeah. do you like better? I'm all over the place right now. I'm suddenly into 964s, and uh, I'm suddenly into uh, 997s, I thought and of I'm really into new stuff. I'm really into new stuff because it's hot out, and I get sweaty back in the old cars. Yeah. I wanted to be a Porsche guy. I thought about going, and I met with a guy in Australia. Well, first of all, you have to pronounce the name right. Porsche. Porsche. Family name. Yes. And I met with a guy, and he said, don't go down this road. And oh I said, my God. why not? He said, because you'll just... It's it's a wormhole. You'll never get it. Why? He just said, just be ready to immerse yourself. And I have so many hobbies as it is. He's like, you're. I understand that. But the, uh, the, uh, you're talking the way I think about guitars. Right. <laughs> and motorcycles. Right. But I have one. Well, I just bought two more guitars. But I, I try to limit the number of those things so I don't go down that wormhole. But I do keep one of everything. The motorcycle wormhole would be... I mean, there's so many beautiful motorcycles out there that you really could lose your mind. Yeah. But a guy with a couple of trucks and one Porsche, that'd be all right. You'd be I'd fine. I'd lose my mind with surfboards. I'd yes. buy lots and right. lots of surfboards. And uh, my wife gets upset every time I come home. She's like, well, yes, you you've got a, you've got a young child. Yeah. Are you going to have more kids? I think we'll have one more. One more? All yeah. right. Yeah. You got to get serious. You got to sell some trucks. <laughs> we got to get you a Volvo. His name <laughs> is Eddie Ift. He's a comedian, producer, writer, director, podcaster, and proud owner oh, of a dilapidated school bus, <laughs> which you can see touring the United States this summer. Just go to eddieift.com. Yeah. Yeah. That where we catch yeah, up with all, all of this. Are and watch the live stream on my Facebook page. Thank you for driving out here. This, hey, thanks for having this me. This has been a lot this of fun. Awesome. You can catch up with me, of course, on at Spike Ferriston all over the place. But I have the most fun on Instagram. So if you want to do just one thing, do it there. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app. Or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. All right. Have you heard about the new Podcast One app? There is no other podcast app like this. Exclamation point. Download the all-new Podcast One app now in the App Store or on Google Play Now. You can find out everything about your favorite shows and get more content from my show. Find articles, social media, episodes, and even make playlists. It's easy to comment and connect with other fans, too. We have our own little community on there. You can share your favorite content and see behind-the-scenes photos. Plus, get a 360-degree video and watch a bunch of shows in virtual reality. There's over a 1,000 videos on there right now, exclamation point. It's like you're in the studio. No, exclamation point. The new Podcast One app looks so cool and has so many little things you can do, including fun things like rewards for listening. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Podcast One app in the App Store or Google Play now, exclamation point.